Welcome to the Kick Knowledge Podcast. My name is Steven. And I'm Zach. And we're two white boys who love to talk about hip-hop. What's up? What's up? Today we are going to talk about two albums that we didn't get to um, on our Christmas special. Christmas special. On our Christmas special. Um, yeah. One because we had our interview with Shaw, which I hope all of you who checked that out enjoyed. And if you haven't, then yes. And it if out. you haven't, that was make sure you check it out. Really good interview, and that guy is freaking awesome. He's such an awesome yeah. dude. Great music, great guy. Had a lot to say. Had a lot of knowledge to kick, if you will. Yes. But um, <laughs> for real, shout out to him, man. Yeah, yeah. Yo, totally. like him sharing. Totally. He shared our uh, he shared our uh, podcast episode, and like it got like six hundred likes on Instagram within an hour. So like, that is awesome for us. But it's also like goes to show how um, how popular he really is, and for good reason. Just a great, great artist. And great guy, really knew his shit. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, we did the uh, the holiday special, like best of 2017. Um, we recorded that like two days before Revival came out, and I'm pretty sure Brockhampton came. Like, Saturation three came out the 15th. Like we yeah, recorded both, the both 14th, of them. I think. Yeah, or the 13th, and then it came like both Revival and Saturation Three came out the 15th. Yeah, so and then we we've been kind of on hiatus since then, and then we, we had our shot interviews, so we just hadn't gotten to it exactly. Yet, yeah, so that was still when I still thought that yeah. Revival could make like <laughs> no, I thought, album of the year. <laughs> yeah, well, I I I was just like, what I was like, man, which one am I gonna like more, like Saturation Three or Revival? I don't know. I kind of have to wait, and now I'm like, okay, well, that was an easy decision. But yeah, obviously... Yeah, but let's not, let's not go, like... Yeah, let's, let's... I'm kind of glad we kind of waited, just so we can kind of have time to both listen to both of those albums enough to where... Yeah, exactly. We can um, make a decision, you know? And, I mean, I for those of, like, for our listeners, it's probably not... Um, how do you say this? Yeah, you guys probably know what the reception of Eminem's new record has been on the internet. If you are a fan of Eminem, which I'm assuming you are, one because we've talked to him, we've talked about him ad yeah. nauseum on this podcast. <laughs> so I'm assuming that you like him at least a little bit, and I'm assuming since yeah, if you're still if you're still sticking with us after like yeah, yeah, three yeah. episodes. <laughs> pretty much just about Eminem um yeah I'm, I'm pretty sure you know and it's like yeah the response has been overwhelmingly negative yeah um and I agree with that to a certain extent maybe for different reasons than I've heard a lot of other people mention but yeah you know what let's start with an album that didn't disappoint Let's start with Man, Saturation Three. Saturation Three, boy. Holy... Go ahead, Zach. Okay. I know this is I remember... this is your baby, but I really love it too. So, oh just... man, I remember a few days before it was when we were recording the Christmas, the first Christmas episode. Yeah, it, like Boogie, the first track on the album, which was wound up being, I don't know if it was the first single. It was one of the singles, and yeah. like I saw, like it, like they just dropped the music <clears> video, 
and like I thought I died and went to heaven. Like holy shit, <laughs> this is one of the funkiest tracks I've ever heard. And that sax lick and like everything about it, I like, I fucking lost my mind. I was like going around my apartment, just like, oh my god, this is amazing. <laughs> Oh, like I've never been so like energized by a track before in such oh, a long real. time. Like I don't care who you are. Like you don't even have to be like a hip hop. Like I remember I um over the break over like uh during like around Christmas time I, I hung out with um one of my friends back home from high school mm-hmm. and like he's into hip hop um just as much as I am and he but he hadn't really heard of Brockhampton before and I was like bro. You need to fucking listen to this. And I put yeah. on the first song I put on was Boogie, and he was like, "What is this? This is amazing." He was like, <laughs> "We're both like losing our minds." Like it was just like, "Oh, holy shit, this is so." Yeah, quick good. question, because this is the first project that I heard of them. I don't know. I'm like slowpoke sometimes. Oh yeah, um, you need to check out. But you need to check out the whole trilogy. I know I sound like a pretentious like. But I heard that this was but... kind of like uh, Run the Jewels, as in the moment two came out, people didn't care about one, and now three came out, people don't really care about two anymore. Is it like that? Does it keep getting better? Well, for me, I would say that like, for me, it goes like I'd say three is probably the best, but only by like a small margin. It's like three is the best, and then the first one is probably just right below it, and then Saturation Two is. Really, really good still, but I'd say it's probably, uh-huh. like, that's just me personally, in terms of, like, w- what I like. But what I think is the most interesting about this whole trilogy is just kind of the story behind it. Because all these guys, I mean, they call themselves a boy band, Brockhampton. And it's, it's for, <laughs> for, for those of you who don't know, like, Brock Tam- Brockhampton is this sort of collection of about, I want to say, like, maybe nine or ten guys from kind of like mm. all over the country um kevin abstract who's kind of like the main guy who's he's had his own solo career and his solo album american boyfriend which i highly recommend um <laughs> um by the way anyway but um he's kind of the main guy he's from corpus christi texas um from my neck of the woods kind of mm-hmm. but there's guys from houston and there's guys from la and the east coast and the west coast and they all met on like a kanye west board on like a forum and like a subreddit yeah right? i don't remember if it was a subreddit or like a. but yeah these guys they they all met they all i guess decided they were like okay let's all move to la and rent a house and then just make music and mm. there's this group of just both producers rappers and they also released on their their box set which um which i watched like they made this whole like two and a half hour documentary of them just making all three of the saturation albums and they fucking went in i mean they from dust till dawn you know yeah just like it was just music, music. and right. what i loved about it i mean it was really like sort of inspirational in, in terms of like being someone who wants to create music as well because it's like I, I really loved what kevin abstract did which is kind of like they had this big old whiteboard in one of the rooms yeah and he was basically like, okay, if you got an idea for a lyric or song or whatever, just like write it, just write it, just write it on the board, write a lyric, whether it's just like a hook or whatever, just write whatever. And just that whole like uh-huh. concept of just like throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks for like of a better term. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, I just love that 
Because, I mean, I feel like that's why all three of these albums are, like, so solid is because they were just seeing whatever worked. You know, they were making beats, they were writing down lyrics, and they were just seeing what worked. And I'm sure there's a bunch of... I know on the their, their box set, they have, like, a whole extra CD of just, like, unreleased demos and stuff from satur- from the whole saturation sessions, basically, that... And I have no, I haven't listened to it yet, so I, I don't know how good they are. But like, just mm. it's just so impressive what they were able. To, they pulled off three albums in a year, not only a year, but like, yeah, wow. I think the first God. one came out. I haven't pulled off a single album in nine years. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's nuts. Like, I think the first one came out in June. I remember it coming out in June. And the second it's one came like out in six August. Months. It's like seven months. Man. Yeah, but not even a year. Like six or seven months. Like that's nuts to me. That's completely insane. And they kind of blew. Uh, it's it's uh, it's easy enough if the quality isn't that high. Yeah, but it's but like, that's what blows my mind. I guess too. if you're working on music full time, you can. Yeah, I mean, you can record forty five songs in a year. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, are they all good? Nah. What's even but more? If you listen yeah. to this yeah, album, totally. like. Uh, wow, I'm just looking at the track list real quick. Um, like obviously, Boogie stands out. the mm. The opening track, the one we mentioned already, is it's fucking awesome. And then Johnny, mm-hmm. I really like that one. Uh, let me see, Alaska is one of my favorites. And and there's a bunch more, but definitely, I know you're a fan of the closer mm-hmm. uh, team. Team and Bleach. I really, really... Oh, Bleach, yeah, really I really love Bleach. Yeah. the hook to Bleach. Like, that's just one of the most gorgeous hooks. But those are, like, standouts, but... Oh, yeah. Um, all right, so these are standouts in the sense that they're even better than the other ones. If mm-hmm. we, like... Not to, like, fast-forward too much, but, like, on Eminem's record, the standouts were... Um... You know... <laughs> <laughs> uh, they stood out in terms of I, I, I actually do like these rather than I don't. <laughs> you know, instead yeah, I guess of like, oh, these are even better. And um, it's just, but you know what? Um, why don't you break down for me what? Because I think Team is your favorite record. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that, is, that's that's one of the most unique. And they have a couple tracks like that are that are sort of sound more like. You you were talking to me earlier how it sounds kind of like a Frank Frank Ocean track. Yeah, team kind of sounds like Frank Ocean. For a yeah. moment, I thought it was Frank Ocean. <laughs> yeah, but like, <laughs> what I love about them the most, which is, is a good is thing in they, my opinion, they don't seem to care about genre that much, or like sticking to a specific sound. And yet, at the same time, they have like there is a Brockhampton sound, like you yeah. know, and that's being able to balance that is nuts. To me, it's so fucking hard to to get that, but they managed to do that, and that's what's so impressive about just all three of these albums, but especially three, because I feel like the three, I, I think like the image and the, the the sound and overall feel of that album was the strongest one because it makes sense because that's at that point they had been together the longest, you know, so they had matured at that point as artists. On, yeah. While they were making Saturation 3 and have been together long enough to where I feel like they had kind of, like all of their ideas really sort of melded together the best on 3, which is why I consider it to be, quote unquote, the best. Um, yeah. 
So in terms of like what spoke to me the most was the production. Oh yeah, man, it's um, fucking nuts. Yeah, oh sorry, sorry, but um, no, yeah, I mean on. all the samples and stuff. <laughs> I like, like it when Zach is hyped, man. <laughs> it's just what blows my mind too is just like all the samples and stuff they use. I mean, a lot of them just like played guitar, or, you know, just recorded yeah. stuff into Ableton. But a lot of the samples they use are just like sample packs that they bought. You know, like it wasn't like, oh, they had a, it wasn't like the old school way of like, oh, they bought a record and like did a bunch of crate digging and stuff. It was just like, oh, I bought the same. They didn't pack. have time for that, man. They had exactly. to record like exactly. 50 songs. <laughs> and that just like proves to me more like just kind of the old head way of producing of like, you got to go crate digging and, you know, find like the perfect loop and all, but like it's bullshit, whatever. Just make whatever you want, and if it, if it slaps, then awesome. That's just, that's one way of getting yeah. dope music, dope exactly. hip hop. Exactly, and um, um, especially when it comes to kind of, I remember on when Saturation One came out and like all the hype yeah. was like on Reddit and elsewhere. I remember when the needle drop when he did his whole review of the first Saturation, and I was like, "Who the fuck are they? What?" Like I didn't <laughs> at that point, I didn't know who they were. I, I might have heard them because heard of them because they came out with a mixtape. I think like late 2016 called All American Trash, which I went back when I which I went and listened to them. There, um, listen to All American Trash after listening to Saturation One. I think Saturation Two. So it was like around August. So I was like, oh, I'll check mm, out All yeah. American Trash, and it's okay, but it's just not on the same level as. What so you can doing. really see growth. Yeah, you can yeah, hear yeah totally, it. totally. Yeah, all right, but, that's um, cool. I don't know, like, I really, like, and this is a bold statement, but whatever. Like, I really feel like they're kind of, like, the what they're doing right now is, like, the future of, of... Boy bands. Not only, boy, you, you could say boy <laughs> bands, but you, of also just, like, hip-hop in general. Yeah. Like, because it's, like, what they do, I mean, they are a massive group of, I mean, they're all old men, I guess. But even still, like they're all like there's people in the group who are black and white and Hispanic and like just all, you know, they're a very diverse group that come from different backgrounds and different parts of the country and stuff. Mm -hmm. And even though they're like a quote unquote boy band, I feel like they're also kind of challenging sort of the social norms or stereotypes of sort of hip hop music. With one, with Kevin Abstract being gay and talk talking a lot about his sexuality being very open about his sexuality yeah and a lot of his yeah. verses which I think is fantastic and is is so is so it's just what we it's what we need I don't know I don't know what else how else to put it it's, <laughs> I think it's awesome like he, I agree like the fact that he's talking about being gay and then like I remember in, in Saturation 2 where you mentioned he's like one of the criticisms he got was like he said in this verse he's like why do you always got to rap about being gay and he, and then he responds with he's saying there's not enough expletive mm -hmm. uh, rap and be gay and he's absolutely right he's like not enough people in I feel like the hip hop community like sort of embrace that as as well as he as he does and it's I, about time man yeah, it's like real. I don't know if you remember like the backlash that Frank Ocean got mm. for coming out as a bisexual. Uh, real, man, in um, what was it? Yeah, it was around the time of Channel Orange, so that's 2012, and it's like all these the forums and the and the blogs were just full of this hate speech. Speech, man, it was really cringeworthy, 
and stabbed, just like, mm-hmm. yo, I used to listen to his music, but now I know he's not singing about girls, but he's singing about guys, and now I can't listen to it anymore, but it's like, oh, come on, son. It's, it's 20, well, it's, yeah. it was 2012 then, but like, it's 2018. Yeah, um, This is, it's not the fucking 40s or 50s anymore, you know what I mean? Totally. Yeah. But, especially if you really like kind of Kevin Abstract stuff on any anything by Sat or anything by Brockhampton I cannot talk anything by Brockhampton <laughs> I would highly highly recommend you check out his solo album American Boyfriend okay it's so so I mean that's I mean it's almost like a concept album about kind of him opening up about his sexuality and kind of growing up in Texas you know and mm-hmm. kind of being afraid to come out to his parents and all this stuff and it's it's so it's one of the I, I'm this is I, this is a bold statement I know but it's honestly in my opinion one of the best hip hop albums to come out in the past decade just because of how wow wow just not I'm not just saying oh because well, he's talking about being gay it's like, like, I'm just saying it's just it's a fucking good record you know aside it's so from like the quality of the music yeah exactly um, but it's like one of the aside from the quality of the music of Rhapsody, who was our 2017 best album winner, ooh. aside ooh, aside from the music, like the quality of the music, like the just the fact that hip hop gained the like uh, a very interesting female perspective that it just doesn't have that much, you know, and like and oftentimes when it when women in hip hop do make it, it's like they make it um, by like portraying this hypersexualized image, um, which is there's nothing wrong with that. It's just that it's you you want to have like multiple perspective for rappers like with totally, totally. guys like just like I mean you have Fifty Cent, and then you had Kanye, and you have Drake, and you have Eminem, and you have all these rappers. Like, you have Tyler, the creator. I'm just, like, Kendrick. All these guys have different perspectives, and, 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 um, but they're all straight guys. And then we need more voices, like, um, in hip hop, we need more voices from, from, from women, from, um, gay people, from, uh, I don't know, whatever. Like, um, it's just like, it's just gonna benefit the culture in the long run. Agreed. Right? Agreed. Um, it's just going to benefit the culture if, if people from not non-traditionally, not typical hip-hop backgrounds, you know what I mean, like, can find their voice in this culture. That's going to make the culture stand stand the test of time. Um, so I'm, I'm all for that. Hashtag Snowflake. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> Can't, 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 can't get can't edit that out. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's great. You're going to say that we're snowflakes, and it's like, whatever, fuck you. That's all right. Um, yeah. So, lyrically speaking, what's your favorite aspect, or is it Man, mostly musicals? Like, because for really, me, it was the music that stood out. Yeah, the production and just like the sound. But I, I do think there's a lot of really good. Um, I feel like it's like with all the saturation trilogy, it feels like almost there's like a concept. It's like almost a concept album, but not really. I mean, you can kind of see it in their music videos. If you check them out, check them out. There's like a theme, which I I Mm. just love in the documentary. Like it really kind of shows kind of the back, 
the behind the scenes of them filming all their music videos and it was literally just them filming outside the house that they were renting and they're like okay let's just do something you know like i remember for the the music video for boogie it, they were just like went to a 7-eleven and they were like hey can we film here and like that's <laughs> that was the music video they're just running around at 7-eleven you know it was like that it's just that whole like okay let's just make something you know let's just go out and do it and that it's just it's so exciting, but it's inviting at the same time. Like whenever you watch, not only when you listen to their the, their albums, but you, when you, when you watch their music videos, it's just this like, and it feels inviting. It feels like you're a part of this group because you see all these dudes mm-hmm. just running around doing crazy shit, and it's just like woo! Like you feel like you're a part of that, and that's what makes that's what I feel like is so exciting about them. Like I will say this right now, like I feel like they're like millennial Wu-Tang like if I could put it just like simply like they are sure and especially since like like a collective yeah but but what I do feel is that from what I get from it is that I felt like there was more competition among Wu-Tang members yeah oh no yeah and I feel like this is much more collaborative which is why I'm saying it's like millennial one because they're all like late teens early 20s like our yeah. own, our age, basically, and then two, just because it's like, I feel they fit within our demographic more. Uh huh. We as like millennials, I, I hate saying that, but it just it makes sense within what I'm trying to say, I guess. What is technically? I don't. I never know exactly know what anymore. constitutes as a millennial. I'm just saying millennial is just young person that's like under 25, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I'm from 91. You're from 93, mm. so we're. I guess we still make the cut of millennial. Twenty somethings, yeah. I think right. maybe like early thirties might be a part of that as well. But you know what I'm, you know what I'm. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, I feel so like we don't really, we don't really give grades, right? But like, let's say, let's say, let's say this album. We can came say, out. would you recommend it or would you not recommend it? Kind of like what well, Red Letter Media does, where it's just like kind yes. Of, just recommend it. And I would highly, highly... Highly recommend highly, this. Highly, 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 highly. Uh-huh. Highly recommend yes, it. for real. Just from like for a... In, in the spirit of kicking knowledge, I guess. Of like... Spreading knowledge of good hip-hop. I don't know. I don't know what mm-hmm. I'm saying. <laughs> but like... So... Yeah, I would highly really... recommend this album. As well as the whole Saturation Trilogy. If you love it, like throw them a couple dollars. Get the box set. You know, watch the if you want to be inspired, watch the the documentary that they put together. Like it's just cool because it's just, you can see all the hard work that they really put into. Because all yeah, these guys, if you're like, if you're like, well, I've never heard of these guys before. Uh, I'm gonna give them, I'm gonna give them like three minutes to like convince me. Just play boogie, just play the opening track. Especially if you don't you like, know. if you don't fall in love with that groove, then. You know, then it's not for you. Especially <laughs> watch, like, just appreciating, like, how, I guess, sort of DIY all their stuff was. I mean, like, the guy like guy that does all their graphic design and, like, yeah. design all their albums. I mean, he's one of the guys in the group. You know, like, I, when you watch the, the documentary, like, it's just there's footage of him just messing around on Photoshop <laughs> while they're making music. And he's, like, trying to figure well, out. I mean, basically what he did was just throw the saturation up on those pictures. Yeah, right? pretty much. But I mean, and, and then like really whenever, fits the title. Whenever they made the music videos, you know, they were just trying to like, you know, awesome. They're editing yeah. all the. It's all the group is just making everything, and that's so cool. How, how it's so cool. How far would it have if if this record came out 
two weeks early or something earlier, and it would have made the cut for our deadline for the uh, end of year list. That's the thing, though, because like it's hard for me to. Even though I did rank them earlier, of like which saturation album is the best, it's like yeah, I would kind of just put it as one collective project. Sure, the saturation trilogy. Yeah. Would you? It's like it's like asking me like which Lord of the Rings movie is better. It's like I can kind of put Return of the King at the top, but at the same time, I just want to say all. Oh, I think so. I'm I think I'm more of a Two Towers guy. I would put the the whole battle towards the middle of it. Um. At like the top, but the the the, the thing with the treants was kind of dumb and boring. But that's that's a whole <laughs> non sequitur. Um, what about the Matrix? Obviously, Matrix One is the best, but which one sucks more? Three or two? It. That's it. Matrix is the only good Matrix. <laughs> Period. I really like two though, but that I was like parts like, of I was, two. I do like. I was parts probably of twelve or eleven. <laughs> Some of the fight scenes in into a really early kickass. I was at eleven when that came out, I think. So that would just I mean. And then Matrix Matrix Revolutions literally it doesn't make any fucking sense at all. It's just a it's just a fucking nightmare. It's just a it's a mess. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, um, yeah. Yeah. So this one was very this one this December fifteenth record was very good. Yes. And not disappointing. If you told me, even just like a year ago, that some, this big old group of like 19, 20 year olds from LA were going to make an album or a series of albums that were better than anything that Eminem has released in the past 10 years, I would have been like, <laughs> whatever. And now it's, you know, now we're here. Um, here we are. Yeah. I don't know if I agree about the 10 years, but definitely the. Well, the, the year, because okay, okay, like like we said, revival, right? Mm-hmm. It got a lot of shit. Uh, I know this is hard for you. I, I, this is the you, you you yeah you sort of know but you don't. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. I've listened to this album a lot, a lot more than I should have. <laughs> I listened to it a lot to like find out what went wrong with it. Wh- what about it? And I mean, it's it's really hard for me to put this to words. Um, this this there's some cool aspects to this album like there's some cool stuff that Eminem does lyrically even musically I would say at times nothing new though what he does that is just so bad and I cannot for the life of me get it and we've been talking about this over our sort of winter break our hiatus from recording Kick Knowledge episodes we've been talking obviously um, and I just cannot understand why this guy who sold hundreds of millions of records probably, like, who's the greatest rapper of all time, at least in terms of success, how he cannot, how he gets, how he puts out an album that is just mixed 
so poorly. Yeah, I, I, I it's just yeah. unbelievable to me. Okay, and it's one thing that I haven't yeah. heard anyone say almost like, and that is what puts me off about a lot of these reaction videos, which really are, um, just like, oh, he's got Kalani and he's got Pink and where's the real hip hop Eminem and. Where's the two chains verse and blah 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 and like that that is sort of that's all they ca seem to care about and I and I'm not totally down with those criticisms but my God like just listen to let, Alicia Keys's voice yes let, let, on let me, like yes. home let me let me let me, okay oh, okay okay go ahead Zach okay Zach let, just let, help let, me let out. me just put it this way I mean I'm no I'm not like a professional audio engineer or anything I don't have but I've also listened to enough music that I can be confident in saying that this is one of the worst mixed and produced hip-hop albums I've ever heard. Ever. It reminds me of like Red Hot Chili Peppers, what was it, Californication? Yeah. Or Metallica, <laughs> you know that one album? Oh yeah, where Jesus they just compressed Christ. the shit out of it. Oh my god, was it Death Magnetic or was it? I don't remember which one it was. Uh, I don't remember. I just know it's. It sounds like it's garbage. That, it's one of those. Yeah, yeah, which is also produced by Rick Rubin, I think, which is funny. Huh. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, so let's. That's I, weird. It's huh. weird. Like exactly, we're not we're not professional audio engineers in the sense that we're musicians. Both of us were producers. But we don't have we don't do this for a living, right? We do this for fun next to our like school. And this or work isn't me. Or... It isn't like I just listened to it like on the first try and was like, "Oh, this sucks!" Like I got my Sennheiser, no. my Sennheiser HD two eighty Pro headphones. Yeah, my I really nice. My, I got my speakers. Sennheisers. I got my I got my cheap earphones for on the go. I got my Sennheisers. I got like uh, a portable speaker. I checked it on everything just to like find a platform where it didn't sound bad and i i can guarantee you i'm just we're, we're just like basement producers basically right bedroom producers like in here in new york with like not even half my equipment with me i did better mixes of my music than eminem's engineers or producers or mixers well, or was, okay how they much? did in okay, the yeah. fucking multi-million dollar studio exactly. it's insane to how me much? they compressed yeah okay how involved was rick rubin on this project yeah he was involved on the beats that sound like rick rubin okay that's what he, he was thought, involved because on it's like i don't i don't know untouchable walk on water which sounds good okay yes if we're gonna go track by track then let's just go track by track yeah, and, yeah. Then, and then yeah okay walk on water walk on water got I, a this lot of a shit got a lot of shit i mean i'm online. still personally not a huge fan of his kind of choppy flow that he's doing no me neither there is there's something to it but like the uh, the, the the thing that kills this song for me is the first line is like this overly sentimental why are expectations so high they're so high because you're the most successful rapper ever <laughs> i don't right? know maybe it's because you're I'm that's no, why I'm the no, expectations no. are so high get, come on man that's that you should be thriving on that don't i don't get that but it, i thought it was very interesting how he opened up i thought it was it's bold so, to yeah. put out a song like that as your first single as your first album oh, yeah, totally. track i thought it was cool and like beyonce is always good um it's just I was excited about the album after hearing that. I was like, "This can go. This can go, either bad or good." But I, I have faith. Man, oh. 
I feel bad because honestly, like some of these tracks I don't even remember. And I don't know if it's just because I, I, I don't know. I'll help you out. I've heard it too many times not to remember anymore. I, I've, been, I've. All right. So Believe is the second one. It yeah. transitions. Like Walk on Water that's transitions right, right. Okay, into Believe. And then he goes like, do you still believe? That's like the hook. I Okay. I'm um, just going to be completely honest with you. I hate it when Eminem sings, period, all the time. He's not a singer. Like, he's not a singer. He doesn't need to sing, ever. He's not good. Like, you know what I, the problem is, though? On previous records, he sang, and it's been kind of good because the mixing was right. Yes. But right now, I feel like the there's a lot of Melodyne going on, which mm-hmm. wasn't the case back in the uh, Haley song yeah. uh, era, you know, yeah, 2002 yeah. Eminem show. Um, then it was much more real. And it was kind of like how Kanye sings on Hey Mama. Like, it's kind of off-pitch at times. It's not like hey perfect, Mom, yeah, but and hey there's Mom, yeah. emotion okay. in it. But, like, his vocals were mixed so loud mm-hmm. and so overly compressed that in a lot of songs, especially in, in the Alicia Keys song, um, like, all the vocals are compressed so badly. It's, like, so... It's just no, like a... I agree, yeah. It's, it's and and it's, it's, it's awful. It's for, really I, awful I, mixing. What the first time I listened to it, I was like, maybe something's wrong with my stream. I don't know. Maybe something's wrong with my Wi-Fi. Like I, I, I seriously I, thought that. I for real had that too. I was like on the train. I was like, I was literally checking my earphones to see if like, wait, what's going on? Like, mm-hmm. I was checking if like Spotify accidentally, because I listened to it on Spotify, I think, and I was checking if it was like accidentally streaming in lower quality or yes, something. Like, here. you know what I mean? Like, uh, not in three twenty, but like in um, like. Less than SoundCloud quality, yeah, yeah. and I was like, "No, it's not. That's not the wait. This is this is it." Um, <laughs> totally. Uh, but yeah, believe believe honestly is one of the better tracks. It's but it's like Eminem on a trap beat, and he kind of. It's interesting to hear like the sort of triplety, choppy trap kind of flow mm-hmm. with like his rhyme schemes. It's interesting to me. I. Um, I, I it's Don't not great, but it's right definitely now. not bad. Like, yeah, w- track yeah. one and two, I was like, oh, this... Okay. I don't disagree you know? with that, yeah. Uh, it doesn't sound great, but I didn't realize that right away. I I, it, I started noticing the mixing errors um, later on when it was, like, became even more and more obvious, you know? Then we have track three is Chloroseptic, which is... it's Well, it's hard to think about that without thinking about the remix now. Which yeah, because the I remix mean, came out this week. It's a, on the remix. It's just like Eminem is just on fire. Like mm-hmm. I wish he would have rapped like this on the entire yeah. album. Yeah. Admittedly, the mixing here is bad again. The, the vocals are way too loud mm-hmm. compared to the beat. It's like I don't like that. I like it to be a little more in the beat. Mm-hmm. Like totally. But but yeah, th- this one is nothing special. Yeah. Then. Untouchable comes. We've talked about Untouchable. I even named yeah. one of the lyrics in this, like one of my favorite lyrics of last year, and I stand by that. This is a dope song, and it has a dope message, and it's interesting. And there's a beat change, and I like the beat change. I like the sort of rock and roll sample going on here, the Rick yeah. Rubin influence. Um, and the fifth track is super poppy, but it's River featuring Ed Sheeran, yeah, and, it's, and it's a good pop song. It's, it's, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. It's, it's Ed Sheeran. Yeah, so to Honestly, be honest, the I, first five tracks are not even that bad. Yeah, and it's like, if we're going to talk about Ed Sheeran, 
Like I, I kind of like Ed Sheeran. I listen to his new album. It's, oh, it's I, I really like it. Like yeah, I saw I like him it. live once too, oh, cool. and he's he's great live. Um, he like does everything on his own basically with like a loop. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Loop station. It's just really impressive mm-hmm. how this just this one guy makes like these. No, but I, I, I mean, I fuck with uh, Sheeran. He's dope, and this this hook is dope. Yeah. And Eminem's telling a story that's interesting. I find it really ballsy to like drop a a pop single about abortion. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah, well, and like, yeah. and and it's it's pretty much the the reason why this album is still doing kind of okay mm-hmm. in the charts. That's true. Because like River is such a powerful like pop, mm-hmm. has such a huge popular appeal. Um, some mixing issues though, but I'll get to that later. Uh, okay, I, I, I and then it starts going me, bad. Okay, let me preface with this before. Let me preface what I have to say with just talking about sampling in hip hop. Yeah, go when ahead. it comes to sampling other pop songs whether it's like pop or rock or whatever but it's like really noticeable songs like it just seems it it comes across as kind of lazy and this isn't the first time that like you know whether it's rap or pop or whatever Mm -hmm. that this has happened with the track remind me that i'm talking about which samples i love rock and roll joan jazz yep it just comes off as like really just half-assed it really does like it yeah. just seems it's like like either I mean with especially since with, with guys like Shady or even guys like Jay Z or Kanye who can afford to sample like really big yeah. songs like that you know but is it a problem for you with Kanye because his whole career is based on this it's not as much of a problem his first three albums were based on this yeah at yeah at least the first two that, that's why I, I say like... it's not it's not always a problem but whenever it's done like this where it's literally just they're taking their instrumental. And just like rapping over it, and yeah. I'm like, oh, really? That's all you're gonna? And it seems stupid to criticize that because I mean, literally the first big rap hit was like "Rapper's Delight," which is literally just them rapping over "Good oh, Times." Chic, yeah. you know, it's yeah. just. And, and I'm not saying it, it it can't ever work. I mean, there there's instances where. It I mean, does for work. real, but like the biggest like example, on his previous record, like you had the um um. The track by the zombies, Rhyme or uh, we'll uh, Time that, of the yeah. Season. That was a great track, and it was basically the same concept, but it was just pulled off much, much better. Hey, even okay. this one was just not not great. Okay, yeah, and I'm trying to think of another song that does. Uh, what is it? That song by Will I Am, or he's on it called Check It Out. Do you remember that song from like 2009, 2010? Check it out. Check it, check out. it out. And that samples the video killed the radio star and it's like really obvious yeah sample. yeah yeah that's true and i'm yeah, just like what true. the f-? like when i came out i'm like this is just i remember that one wait didn't um Nicki minaj also sample video killed the radio star yeah that's right that's right but i don't yeah. know just stuff like that i'm just like i remember that check it out when it's yeah. so noticeable <laughs> and it's so and i could go on a whole spiel about how much i love sampling and how like i would defend it to, to the end but at the same time it's just when it's just like Let's just use another pop song because that was successful the first time, so let's just use it again. Like, that's what yeah. it comes across as to me. I don't think yeah. that was necessarily within this context. With this, excuse me, within this context, I don't think that was like Eminem's intent. You know, yeah. just like, oh, I'm just going to, you know, work, you know. That Cranberry song is popular, so let's just use that. I don't know what his intent was. 
But <laughs> but it, it that's what it comes across as is just like well since it worked the first time as a pop song then it'll work the second time and you don't do anything unique or interesting with it. You just rap over parts that don't have the original lyrics and that's it. Yep. And that's just yeah. boring to me. That's not interesting. So with no. this song with Remind Me, I'm like the entire time I was like, I don't care. I don't give a shit what you're saying. Because this is just Joan Jett, but you're rapping over it and it's yeah, man, it's boring. And I believe this is the song where he for the umpteenth time rips on relapse. Mm-hmm. Which is one of my favorite Eminem albums, <gasps> and it really pains me so much how how Eminem keeps shitting on his own fucking record, likes recovery and hates relapse. Whereas I'm like, oh man, M, don't you realize Re- relapse was just a great concept album? It was just, it was just, it did one thing, and it did like a horror horror rap kind of thing, like tongue in cheek, and it did it well, like. Don't rip on that album. And here he does it again. Um, but anyway, that's just... I really like that album. Um, but it's like, there's a lot of aspects. that It's hard to like keep my narrative about what I feel about this album going. Because um, there's so many things wrong with it. And even though I've enjoyed it to a certain extent. But it, there's just so many things that are wrong with it. Like... I mean, just remind me, we talked about, there's this brief little intro for Remind Me, mm-hmm. which is serves no purpose. It doesn't, yeah. And then after Remind Me, there's another there's interlude. The revival interlude, yeah. The revival, which is terrible. Mm-hmm. It's like this, this singer, um, apparently Alice in the Glass Lake, singing... This is my revival. And it's like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> what is this? And then that's the... And then that that has nothing to it doesn't connect remind me or like home the tracks it's like uh, preceded and followed by and um, and then like home is in terms of lyrical content mm. patriotic but it, like in a positive way anti-Trump and I like that about mm. it that's good it's just that the piano sounds like plastic and yeah. the and the vocals like. And that's like this is the best example of that. But you hear it on the entire album, the vocals are mixed so poorly on this yeah. track that to the point that you cannot that, that it's hard to recognize this is Alicia Keys. Yeah, exactly. And it's like exactly it's compressed so much because like I don't know if the audience, if everyone in the audience knows what compression is. Basically, you get a sound, like you got a recording. It's got. But- some parts of it are louder than others. Well, long right? story short is like it bumps up all of like the lower um the Volume. lower volumes of the audio track and then it like become louder. No, yeah. The, and then it, all the, like the louder volumes of like the audio track it like yeah. It compresses so it's less dynamic in terms yeah, yeah, of yeah. amplitude it and volume it's less dynamic. Which, yeah, it squishes at the, times is not a bad thing. No, it's it's an essential I mean, I thing to like I'm, solid I'm music production. Pretty frequently, but there's there's um, like many things in life. Like compression is good in moderation. Exactly. What happens with like home with this Alicia Keys feature uh, is that um, you can hear her breathing yeah, just as loud as you so can weird. hear her singing, and um, and to come back to Ed Sheeran. 
his vocals are a mix better, but they're also like you can hear like the um, the sibilance, the s sounds are very harsh. Mm-hmm. Like if you play the music on uh, like a little loud, mm-hmm. like it's it's actually annoying to to the ears. Like how how sharp these these sounds are, and that is so easy to correct, it especially is. if you're a fucking multi million dollar. Mm-hmm. On a multi-million dollar budget for your record, um, and that's my biggest gripe because there's some terrible song like "Bad Husband" is a really terrible song, especially <laughs> the hook is terrible. Yeah. Like, how can I? Uh, how can one person be so good at one thing and so bad at another? And I'm like, really? <laughs> like, uh, I'm such a great. I'm an amazing father. But I'm also a terrible husband. Like, yo. Just this whole topic when it comes to Eminem about, like... I'm sorry, I interrupted you. No, go ahead. But, like, it's just... Like, he's talked about this before already in, like, earlier songs. So there's a part of me that's just like, why are you still talking about this? Like, you yeah. you can talk about other things. Like, I, that's what I was looking forward to this album with. Like, I thought it was going to be just this, like, anti-Trump... You know, super political, especially when... I would have loved that. Just a full-blown you know, public enemy-like Eminem record. Dude, that would have been oh, fucking awesome. Even with Untouchable, even though I wasn't like a huge fan of the way that sound... I mean, the, the topic itself was... I thought was was good. But it's just, I don't know, some of the mixing and just the, some of his flow was kind of weird. But that's... We've already kind of talked about the track ad nauseum. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, bad husband is yeah, just a bad like, song. Bad songwriting. That's why I don't really even remember it that well. Even though I've, I mean I've listened to it twice, and like I just <laughs> like the entire time I was listening to it, I was like, I don't care, I don't care, I don't give a shit, I don't care. <laughs> like the entire time, I was just like, oh, yeah. this is so hard to sit through. Ugh. Yeah, let's just move through this. Tragic what? endings with Skylar Gray's okay-ish, not great. <laughs> Framed is a good song. Framed could have been on relapse, and it would have where... been good there. I think this is the point in the album where it was it was making me think about like older Eminem stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think it was whether I can't remember. Frame really or feels or like an yeah. outtake from Relapse. Yeah, but without the accents, and I love Relapse, mm-hmm. and it was it was just funny. I thought the hook was funny. I think I saw the uh, review by uh, the Needle Drop on YouTube, mm-hmm. and he was like mocking this song for the terrible hook, and I thought it was funny. It's like. Obviously, the Slim Shady character obviously did a lot of bad stuff like kidnapping and, I don't know, murder and whatever. But I kind of, like, miss that and it's in like, sense, you know? Like, and I miss he, that. Yeah, I'm, I and he says, like, uh, no, officer, I was framed. Mm. And it's, it's I thought it was really funny just because of the exaggerated delivery on that yeah, hook. Totally. I thought it was one of the best, if not the best, song on the album. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's this other completely forgettable song that after multiple listens I cannot come up with what it sounded like Nowhere Fast with Kalani yeah it was oh yeah it was we're going no we're going no we're going nowhere fast it was terrible that's what's just so weird so about boring. the features on this album too is just like like there aren't any like no there isn't a single feature on here except maybe the Beyonce feature but she just kind of does the hook so it's like eh, like it's just yeah, like there isn't um, any and the 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 Ed Sheeran feature, yeah, man. Right now, it's like he's really trying to do recovery, and he's just but then not doing it right because like after this nowhere fast, there comes heat, which is not good. Offended, offended. Okay, uh, what was offended? Was it, had some. 
Okay, I'm gonna get into some like SJW talk, but you know what? If you don't like it, fuck off. Like I, I mean, that's kind of like part of Eminem, especially with the Slim Shady type stuff, which I still listen to and like a lot. Is I mean, it's, it's oh, I super fucking yeah. offensive. Yeah. Like that's kind of the point, you know. Like it's in. I don't know. It's it doesn't bother. Maybe it doesn't bother me as much as it should. Maybe, but I don't know. I feel like I'm not treat, treating, I'm not holding Eminem to the same standards what? as I'm holding it. The, other the people. line, and it's unfair I because, but it's I don't see, my. Mm-hmm. Okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah. The no, line, yeah. the line. I don't remember it was in the song "Offended." I don't remember. You might have to correct me on this. Where he says he's like, she got buns. If she got buns, I got Aspergers or something. <laughs> and like, oh, I had God. to pause it because I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Seriously. <laughs> Like, what? That's not even... That's stupid. Like, that's a really dumb joke. That just got under my skin. The only line that triggered me was... Um, I don't remember if it was in this song. It might have been in... It might have been in the uh, I Love Rock and Roll track. Um, where he says, basically, the only thing he agrees with Donald Trump is that grabbing you by the pussy... Is okay. Oh, yeah, uh, what yeah. do you think? Why do you think they call it a snatch? That's, that's... <laughs> cringe. <laughs> Extreme cringe. That's just like, so cringy. Super but like, I mean, he does some really cool wordplay too. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, she wants to be my Gwen Stacy despite her man. Eh, it's like, that yeah, <laughs> that's I like that. Or um, what was it? Um, uh, I think there was this like. He did a three threefold pun on blowjobs with like, I think I get, I'm getting ahead of myself, but this like, if you look it up, I can't come up with it right now, but off the top of my head, but there was some clever rhyming and clever punchlines and stuff. Some I'd liked, some were totally cringy. Um, oh man, we haven't even talked about, yeah, fuck, fuck the pink track. Terrible. It's not uh, even a talked Eminem about track. It. It's a pink track. It's not even. Yeah, it's a pink track. Um, all those features seem like beats that were sent to Eminem and then he wrote to their terrible choruses. Um, I don't get why you're sending that crap to... I don't know. Anyway, um, in your head, zombie. <laughs> that sample is, I guess, alludes to what you were saying before, Zach, um, about lazy lazy samples. Okay, and I was thinking about, and this is me getting into academics, like me citing a, an academic paper is in Amanda Sewell's dissertation on the typology of samples in hip-hop. There's a whole mm-hmm. section where she talks about kind of like the evolution of kind of like how sampling has sort of evolved in hip-hop as well yeah. as just like in popular music in general. But she talks about how like later, just because it's like gotten so expensive to sample now, especially like more popular tracks, that like the only people who can really sample, you know, really you know, big name tracks or, you know, big artists, you know, guys mm-hmm. like Jay-Z. And then she you gave... You can afford it. You can afford yeah. it. And then whenever it does, it always comes across as just like, it's always like another top 40 track that's getting sampled yeah. by another top 40 track. And it's just like, what the fuck is this? You know, and she talks, and she uses that, um, like the Will Am track I just mentioned. Yeah. To check it out as an example of it just like sort of top 40 pop and rap and stuff just sort of re 
interpolating itself and it's just like it's just boring it's just not interesting at all and this was like nope. the perfect every like when i was listening to the song i was thinking about that about how it just is just bleh. this is boring and kind of just it's it comes across as lazy which i feel like the biggest i guess sort of criticism of sampling period has been is because it's quote-unquote lazy but when you have examples like yeah this, it's that hard is to, that is just a dumbass argument but which yeah, i agree of course a hundred percent, but when then you hear tracks like this, which is just like, oh, it's the cranberries, but it's got Eminem on it. I'm like, whoopity do, you know? Yeah. Like that's not interesting to me at all in any way. It's just, it's obviously there's exceptions to that rule. I mean, there's probably a couple Jay Dilla tracks where it's just like really blatant sampling. But, I mean, Gold Digger. Yeah, Gold Digger. Kanye's that's Gold great. Digger is fucking amazing. I love that. That's a great song. example. It's just amazing. Where it's like obviously another top, like when I say top four, it's like really popular song that's getting yeah. sampled by another really popular song. But with that, yeah. about, for some reason, it feels worse when it's when it's like '90s than when it's kind of does because I feel like some of the a lot 60s, of that music you know I feel like hasn't aged that well. No. You know, like. Ugh. Like when you sample '80s or '90s stuff, it, it doesn't come across as cool or like as soulful. You know what I'm saying? Like if you sample like yeah, you remember something... that um, yeah, you remember that um, Magna Carta track with um, Jay Jay-Z's track with Justin Timberlake, and at some point, Justin Timberlake sings the lyrics to uh, "Smells Like Teen Spirit's right. Chorus." That's right. That's right. And it's like, what the hell was the point of this? I know you probably spent a lot of money to be allowed to sing these lyrics and, mel- and this melody, but it's there's no reason to do it, though. Yeah, it's like, but like, why? Just don't do it. <laughs> I sp- okay, I think it's more appropriate to sample kind of older stuff just because I feel like that ah, stuff yeah. is aged more to where it's kind of like vintage, you know? Where it's like that's, that older sound is like sort of more interesting to like a current audience because it's like they didn't like grow up with it you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. but when you mm-hmm. sample stuff that's like pretty recent especially when it's yeah. stuff that's not only pretty recent but extremely popular as well then it just comes across as like that's a perfect yeah, example like, of like the smells like teen spirit quote and it's just like what the f- why are you doing why this? Yeah. i mean i i remember on 444 there's a sample uh, I think it's on the title track 444. That's like that sample is actually like a pretty recent song. Do I find but it's also it's not hard. like a top 40 hit that he's sampling. You know? No. It's like I mean Very I didn't different. know that song, and luckily because of that song, I oh, won't listen to the original. Another example of of this done very well exactly. is uh, Stan. That's right. That's right. Which yeah. is because he's Crazy. sampling like a, like the whole verse, but he's using it as a chorus. Because exactly. like the chorus on "Thank You" by Dido mm-hmm. is boring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> it's terrible. Um, it's just really boring to me. But the, but the my tea's gone cold. I'm wondering why. That that's an amazing. It works so well. It's just a beautiful sample. Which is, by the way, produced by the same guy who pr- uh, produced Heart Knock Life. Just really weird. Was it 45 uh, King? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. That's weird, right? <laughs> you, don't, you don't link those two songs. Um, I guess you could say that Steven just kicked some knowledge. Kicked some <laughs> 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 I see. I'll, I'll see myself out. Okay. Oh, jeez. I'm so sorry. But yeah, um, um, yeah. Let let me make a terrible pun. Uh, there were a lot of samples on this Eminem record that didn't need reviving. 
Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, I just really did not enjoy that album. I'm trying to think of the, like the last couple of tracks, and honestly, I can't. I remember Castle a little bit. Okay, yeah, Castle and A Rose, those are interesting because they're actually they fit with the concept. Exactly, yeah. Because it is about game. revival, and it's like, and it's like, oh my, are you serious? This is the concept. It's like yeah. he started with a concept and just didn't. I don't get it. And it's like this whole story of Castle and A Rose, it just feels like those those tracks should have been on relapse because they they're they're talking about the same era as a lot of the relapse songs were um uh about him like going into a coma Mm -hmm. or uh like ODing on on painkillers and uh stuff like that and it's literally that same story and it would have like if i feel like if these tracks were on relapse they would have worked perfectly but here it's like wait all of a sudden on track eight track eight's tracks 18 and 19 you're gonna start with the concept i says what's happening here and you know what the thing is i've listened to this album a lot because i was in denial really Mm -hmm. i was just like i was really looking for this album to redeem itself to me just by like playing it for (laughs) yeah 10 times instead of just the one or two that it deserves and um and you know what to be honest the moment you accept that it isn't a great eminem album and you're like listening to it as as if you know let's let me let me just listen if the rapping is clever mm-hmm. if the lines are clever and then, and then you know what it's actually kind of enjoyable and you listen to like if you select a few songs like to be honest the like home song with alicia keys it's a decent song but it's just so badly mixed that it's hard to listen to but if you sort of forget about that sort of I mean, River, Like Home, they're nice tracks. Framed is a really good track. Uh, Castle and a Rose, I like those. I like the first two tracks, Walk on Water and Believe, and Untouchable, I like that. So it's like, had he done an EP of this, like eight tracks, I would have been like, yeah, decent. Same. same Looking forward yeah. to the album, you know? Yeah, I, I mean, but yeah, it, it's, it's just, there is no, like, why was there this entire marketing campaign of, like, prescription drugs the revival drug and like and nothing of that feet fits in with the album and why was it so badly mixed i just don't get it and that's that's i'm not i don't think i'm ever going to find out what happened here like i'm gonna the rest of my life i'm gonna look at my m&m collection and i'm gonna gonna buy this album because i'm not gonna stop buying his records after (laughs) i I got literally i've got everything you know so I have to like get this one too, but I'm not gonna. I was so happy with Marshall Mathers too. I thought it was just a, such a good throwback album. Mm-hmm. I really liked it apart apart, aside from like a few tracks. But I remember liking it mildly. I don't know. I was really into kind of whenever relapse and recovery. Like what was it 2009, 2010. Relapse was 2009, Recovery 2010, and then Marshall Mathers LP 2 was 2013. And that's when those albums came out. That was like when I was yeah. in high school, and I was just obsessed with those albums. So it's so weird to me. Yeah, I just I just it's went like, to college, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's weird to me, like growing up. And it's like when you, whenever you find like if you grew up, if you're a millennial like us, you're like born <laughs> in the late 80s, early 90s, and you saw like the Star Wars prequels. 
and you just grow up, you just grow up with them and like I don't know when I grew up with them I was like oh these are great well whatever yeah they're cool there's they're, lightsabers there's fun like shooting and right? there's a funny Jar Jar Binks character and like you don't think about it and then the older you get the more like people are like oh this sucks and you're like oh it's not that bad and then you go back and you're like oh well maybe it wasn't as good as I remember yeah it didn't but, so good th- th- there's all, but so there's well a part well. of you that's like nostalgic about it in a way so like I can't ever hate relapse and recovery that much. Because there's a part of me that's oh, like... Oh, no, I don't, yeah. I don't like recovery, but I love relapse. And re- the reason I do is that relapse came right... Like, it really opened my eyes to, like, rhyme schemes in a way that I was just not paying attention to that when I was a kid, mm-hmm. to that extent. And then all of a sudden on relapse, because of, like, the accents and sort of the staccato flows, it was really obvious to hear... Mm-hmm. That there were like multi-syllabic rhyme schemes and and I really started appreciating that. I started writing like that myself in terms of like pushing my my rhyme schemes to the next level um, as an artist myself, and that that's why I love that album so much. I really think it's a good album. I I really do think that. It's like for me, if I rank Eminem's albums in terms of my taste it's Marshall Mathers LP one then the Eminem show then Slim Shady LP then Relapse and then Marshall Mathers 2 then Recovery then Encore and then Revival and I forgot Infinite and I love Infinite but it doesn't sound very good you know that's 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 just and it's tough for me to like accept that and especially because I know Eminem can do so much better like because he did the Chloroseptic remix and it was just totally 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 great (laughs) remember I listened to Encore a lot when I was in high school and the song I just didn't yeah the song Puke man (laughs) I listened to that like because I was going through like a really bad breakup (laughs) In high school. It was a dumb high school breakup, but I, I kind of cringe at like how much I listened to that because I was so like mad. I just like hated this person so much, and I just listened to that, that song specifically. And now I'm like, okay, I can't listen to that. Uh, I remember that. I remember my first. I remember my first sort of bad breakup, which seemed like a big deal at oh, the yeah, time. Totally. And in retrospect, was like, oh, I'm glad that happened. You know, yeah. <laughs> um, but like. Yeah, I, I, I think I listened to a lot of, like, uh, 8 Mile soundtrack uh, back then. <laughs> I always feel weird when we're talking about, especially when you talk about older Eminem albums. Because when whenever, like, his first al- album came out, like, I was, like, a, a baby. I don't even know. I was like, uh, You know, what, what do you mean? Is Slim Shady? I was, like, five or six years old. Like, I didn't know anything. Yeah, Slim Shady LP was 99. Yeah, I was... So it's like, I don't know, I always feel like I'm showing my age whenever we talk about, like, albums from, like, the late 90s to the early 2000s, and I'm like, I didn't listen to that because I was not even allowed to wear to listen to hip-hop at that point in my life. <laughs> like, and my mom, my parents knew I was, like, listening to Eminem, they would kick my ass. <sighs> it's just, I don't know, it's just funny. But now you're a grown man, yeah, and you can, can listen to whatever, whatever you want, Zach. I can listen to Rulaps every day. <laughs> Every second of every day, and I can do whatever I want. You can also listen to Revival every every day, but I, that I wouldn't recommend. I choose not to. No. 
Okay, well... It's tough. I don't know. I feel like this is a very depressing Kick Knowledge episode, Zach. No, it's just the, it's just, it's just the Eminem I'm just so stuff. I'm just so disappointed. Yeah, I know. I'm just. I was really rooting for this guy. Mm-hmm. I really thought he'd make a, like a. I really thought he'd make a political album. Same, same. I, I was hoping for that too. And there's only one really political song on there, and that's Untouchable. And then there's a, sort of. And like home, I guess is political, but it's more like a celebration of. It's it's actually really patriotic, mm-hmm. in, in which. Which is not a bad thing, I guess, but And then and then and then there's a lot of anti Trump songs, but they're more like how he attacked Britney Spears. He used to attack That's like, a good and sync. Yeah. He's he's attacking Trump. And then maybe maybe Trump doesn't deserve more than just a celebrity Eminem attack as he usually did. But I don't know, it wasn't the biggest gripe I have with the album is just the mixing, because that is indefensible to me. Like, I can imagine that you have a period in your life where you don't write the best songs, and people don't tell you that, and you release it. But I do not understand how all these people were in the studio, like Rip Rubin, like... I'm assuming Dr. Dre came in and checked at some point. It's like, is, are they listening to, like, these such amazing speakers that this does sound good on there? Like on the, I don't get it. No idea. I just don't get it. I don't get it either. I don't get it. It's one of the worst mixed albums I've heard in years. Oh, I yeah, yeah. I I I can't. And it pains me to say this because I'm a huge stan. I'm really a stan. Like, I've I've defended Eminem for for bad records. I remember when Recovery came out. I actually thought it was a decent record. And then later on, I realized there was a lot of fillers in mm-hmm. there. But this one, man. Oof. Uh, <sighs> it's tough. So that was our review of Revival <laughs> by... <laughs> <laughs> by Eminem and oh, Brockhampton, man. Saturation 3. Tune in yeah, next let's week. End no, on, let, no, let, let's end on a, on a positive note. Saturation 3 really saved December 15th for me. <laughs> like, yeah, same here. <laughs> that, that release date could have gone down in infamy as like a black, dark day for hip-hop. But, but Brockhampton came through. They really came through. And that was a, just a great album. And we don't give grades. We don't yeah, give yeah. number ratings or for, letter ratings exactly. or... Four out of five me, stars, but this is of, a. In terms of recommendations, I would highly recommend you listen to Brockhampton. I yeah. would recommend. I I would honestly, especially if you're an Eminem fan, I would kind of recommend. And listening that's to the Revival. thing, like that. That's the one thing that I, I don't know if I've said this. Like I've actually kind of enjoyed this record. <laughs> I was talking to this, uh, talking to uh, Gino and Frank about this. You know, um, the ones who were on the mm-hmm. Christmas episode for the listeners. Zach obviously knows. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and they were like, "Yo, you're just this is Stockholm syndrome, man. You're like, <laughs> you're like, <laughs> you're like, you're like being held hostage by this album, and after a long enough period of time, you start liking it. You know, <laughs> like I don't know if that's the case." I, I mean, there is some enjoyable moments on there. Like I was saying, like um, if if you were an Eminem fan, I think there are songs and maybe moments that you would you would enjoy. 
Yeah. But if you're not like already a hardcore fan, if you're not a hardcore stan, if you will, then I would not really recommend Uh, it. Cut out like half the songs and you have a very decent, although badly mixed, but decent EP. And maybe that's just what what we should look at. Maybe we need to make like a technology edit of. Yeah, maybe we should. Um,. Just the, the revival Definitely, EP. like, we're going to change Chloroseptic to Chloroseptic the yeah, Remix. Um, yeah, it's going to be Walk on Water, Believe is Fine, Chloroseptic the Remix, Untouchable and River. I like those. Scratch the Remind Me intro and the Remind Me track. Scratch the Revive. Should we scratch the whole, like, home song? I guess it's one of the better songs, although it's badly mixed. Well, let's put that right after Ed Sheeran. So that's track six. Then Framed, track seven, <laughs> Castle Arose, eight, nine. A nine-track nine EP. Yeah, there you go. That's decent. Do that. Go to your Spotify, make a playlist, throw out all the bullshit features, and it's all right. It's an okay you know, We should make, I don't know if we, like, like then we it's should, a like, se- link. Then it's a seven, six and a half out of ten or something. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we should, like, link... Like the kick knowledge edit of revival or something, like we, we yeah. should like make a little playlist should, and yeah, let's let's start doing that. Um, like just create call a, it like a re- Spotify account or something and like make a make playlists. Yeah, we should do that. Revival, but it's actually not garbage. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> sound like crap. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Revival, but it's actually so. Not if you um. If you enjoyed this episode more than we enjoyed Revival, uh, make sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and or Mixcloud. You can st- subscribe on all of them and like listen to to it like three times. Um, we don't mind. And um, uh, also make sure to like us on Facebook, Kick Knowledge Podcast. Um, follow us on Twitter, Kick Lower Dash Knowledge, and on Instagram, which is Kick. Lower dash knowledge, lower dash podcast. Is that true? I don't know. You're the one who made the account. (laughs) I I made the account. (laughs) Let me let me double check that. Let me double check that. Um, Yeah. So like, subscribe, follow, share, listen, enjoy, comment. Let us know what you think, and um, you know, stay tuned for the next episode. Peace. Peace. Go listen to Brockhampton, please. Yes, do that. Yes. And give them all your money. Please. Not all your money. Or support them in any way you can. That's the better. Yeah. Not all your money. money. Save some for saturation. Is there going to be a four? Uh, you're coming out with... It's not going to be... The saturation series is over. But they are coming out with a new album this year that I know of. So. Cool. So get hyped for that. Yeah, get hyped. I guarantee you we're going to talk about it, especially me. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) He doesn't even need me for that. Peace. Peace. Okay, yeah, I think we're done.